and then they saw me in a bra, and that was exactly. it. What is up, Pearl Jam nerds? This is Single Podcast Theory. <laughs> I'm Brad Blazek. What's up? <laughs> you fucking did it. <laughs> I'm Brad Lyons. What's up? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this is going to be the B&B experience. That's right. Part two. Part two? Is it? No, it's part three because we did Chris Cornell, right? Right. Yeah, I but think it's, it's part three. But it's part two of... The Wrigley 2016 Man, we really experience. prepped for this one, huh? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think it's better when you're, like, running things. Oh, yeah? It, well, what do you think? I think <laughs> you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Ten seconds in. You better learn to appreciate me, Brad, Brad B. <laughs> Just kidding. If I died, would you continue on with the show? No. Oh. No, All right. I wouldn't. Why not? Because I think it's uh, it's me and you, bro. Uh, <laughs> All right. I, th- I, th- I think it'd be weird. I mean, well, I I think a lot of it, yeah. I've actually spent. I'm not gonna talk about it anymore because I've actually thought about them. Not you dying for God's sakes. <laughs> Whoa! But, like if for some reason you couldn't do the podcast right. anymore, you know what I mean? Like yeah. would I would I try and find another partner in this or yeah? If I did continue it it would there would have to be a long break right and then kind of like reboot well, yeah you know a morning yeah. time of morning kind of yeah please mourn me um because i think it, that's one of the ways in which is you know something like this yes it's about pearl jam but it's become a little bit bigger than that yeah and part of that is you know me and you this is literally how we became friends you know literally so that'd be that'd be like like really weird it'd yeah. be like i'd there'd be someone else in that chair and i'd be like hey brad oh wait you're not brad <laughs> <laughs> so this is gonna make two episodes in a row where uh for some reason i've taken on some sort of like valley girl voice yeah i don't know what that's about it's i, know I should probably is. make a, a, a therapist appointment yeah for that yeah something's going on you know what it is it's, i think it's you playing off of me doing it about the Trump tweet. Like, oh, is it? Because when okay. I read that, 
All I can so think- you should get credit for it. Okay, cool. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see. All yeah, right. you were just parroting <laughs> right. what I was doing. Yeah, right. And I was just letting you roll with it. That's uh-huh. cool. No, but when I first read this tweet from him where he <clears> says, <throat> I'm, like, really smart. Like, that's literally... <laughs> no. I, now I can't even say literally without it being, like, right. a joke. But it, he literally wrote, I'm, comma, like, comma, really smart. Ugh. And then he goes. Can, on. can we just move on? Well, oh. I'm just gonna say real quick. It reminds me of Amanda because she does the Valley Girl, Valley Girl voice right. to me. Like we do it jokingly, right. and she's. She, I could hear her saying like, "Oh my God, Daddy, right. Daddy." Yeah, I'm like really yeah. the, smart, Daddy. The important part of this whole thing that you're saying is that. Um, she says it as a joke, right? And she's what, like eighteen years old yes. or something? And most importantly, she's not the fucking president. That's a nice little piece of information. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Helps the My daughter is not bit. Donald Trump. Oh god. So uh, well, since we're already in fucking tangent world, yeah, and right? who cares? This because is a this is a bonus. This is the bromance weekend experience. Exactly. Um, I remember. So when I was, um, you met Van this weekend, mm-hmm. right? Um, and he's been such a, like he's like a brother. We've been super tight since like I think seventh, yeah, seventh grade is when we got to be friends. And um, he, I was having a really hard time toward with some personal stuff toward the end of living in Nashville. And he actually was coming up to Nashville for a job interview. And so obviously he was going to stay with me and it's perfect timing. Cause I just really needed someone like close to me. And he, uh, he comes in from Birmingham to, to my house and he walks in <coughs> with a bag that's like, it's like a grocery bag and it's like twisted up so you can't you have to open it right and he goes um i have to go to the job interview right now but i'm leaving this here and i need you to promise not to look in this bag <laughs> and on my way home from the job interview i'm going to um i'm going to get us a bunch of beer and uh i think this is going to help you What's in the back? I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, cool. What's in the I mean, bag? it was enough just that he was there, but then he had, like, a plan, right? right? Like a fucking doctor. Right. So he comes back. He texts me or calls me and says he's on his way back, picking up beer. Comes in with two, like, a bunch of beer under his arms. And he grabs the bag, and my sister was actually going to come over. And she missed this part, but he comes in, and he... He opens the bag and he hands it to me. He's like, look in there. And he had asked me, do you have a DVD player? I was like, yeah. So it was season one of Laguna Beach (laughs) on DVD. Yes. I was like, I don't even know where you're going with this, but I already like it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So he said, "Um, if you think your life is bad right now, before we finish an episode... You're going to realize how good your life actually is. <laughs> and I knew exactly what he meant. Because right. on the surface, you would say, like, these are people with tons of money living on the beach right. and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. But it's, it just looks miserable to someone like me, and I'm assuming you and, yeah. and Van or whatever. Um, and so we ended up playing – this all has pertinence in the sense that we – my, sh- my sister showed up, and we decided to do a drinking game, which was the biggest mistake in the world. <laughs> because the drinking game was – that every, we had to drink every time one of them said like. 
Right. Oh my god. And I swear to god like 5 minutes yeah. after playing that game like one sentence was uh, something to the effect of I mean I like him, but I don't like him like him. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just like, we and we're just sitting here, like, yeah, like literally, like, yeah. and you couldn't you keep can't up. Even swallow. It's like, it's like a drinking game with the big Lebowski. Like, right. you're supposed to drink every time they say fuck. And yeah. you're like, I'm done. Yeah. 10 minutes into the movie, mm-hmm. I'm out. Or I'm going to be passed out in a gutter somewhere. You know what I mean? But that was really, as far as Valley Girl voice, that just reminded me of that. So yeah. I figured I'd share that with you. Yeah. Today was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun. After I got over the initial, I missed Jason. Oh, wait, no, I don't really. I liked how it was like all boys. <laughs> Supposedly, Alex and Taylor are like really mad that they weren't invited. Well, I'm sorry. It's like, what? <laughs> seriously, we don't hang out with them. Why would we invite them if we don't even talk to them? I mean, like. Anyway, Wrigley. Awesome. All right. 2016. <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, so, we our very first B&B experience was. Uh, kind of you recounting your experience because you were well, you were at the 2013 and right. both 2016 right. yeah. uh, Wrigley shows. Yep. Obviously, the 2016 shows um, is what became our beloved Let's Play Two, mm-hmm. um, which is a great music band doc, yeah. Chicago doc in a way too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which um, I. Made it into you did. That's right. We uh, yeah. When Clint, you Clint and I went to the Bell Court in Nashville <laughs> yeah. to watch it, which is actually the first time we met in person, which was yeah. super fucking cool. Yeah. And um, Clint and I went ahead and left. We watched some of the credits, but yeah. we went ahead and went outside to smoke. And you stayed in, and then you came in, and we we're like, dude. I'm in the credit. I'm in like no, no. I it's said, not in the credits. N- no, but this is what I said. Oh. I'm like, oh, dude, I made it to the end. And you and Clint looked at each other like, good for you, asshole. Oh, you made, like you thought the I, made it to the, I made it to the end of the movie. Yeah, I'm like, you, no, I made it into, into the movie, the movie yeah, at, at the, the end. end. Yeah, it's in the credits. Um, and you just see... Um, you, are you, I, I need to watch it again because... Uh, I just got it for Christmas, but I haven't watched it yet because I want to sit down and like watch it, watch it. Yeah, we should probably do that tonight. <clears throat> yeah, um, but you see, uh, you don't really see, you see my face a little bit. I mean, it's a they, it's a crowd shot, mm-hmm. and everyone's got their hands up, right? But my hand is wearing a baseball glove. Okay, so cool. you kind of see the baseball glove, and my face kind of is zooms know, past. Yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah, I was like, whoa. <laughs> Well, I'm glad we're finally getting around to do uh, part two of this, yeah, people this been, really thing. People have been so. mentioning it, especially when we did night one. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, we can't wait for night two. Yeah. So. Well, especially for me, like, especially knowing you uh, like I do now. And, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I'm constantly surprised and confused by Brad <laughs> as much as I feel like I'm getting to know him. Um but it's cool to hear for someone that has, as a Pearl Jam fan, um, has missed out on so much as far as actually getting to see them live. Mm-hmm. It's cool to hear, especially for, I mean, they have so many kind of monumental, important shows yeah. for different reasons. Right. But obviously, and not even just because of the movie, 
these were pretty important shows. Right. These are a big deal with yeah. the Eddie Chicago connection and the Cubs and all that stuff, yeah. you know? Um, but it's fun for me <clears throat> to to sit and listen to, you know, it's just, it, it's my, cool. My your, version your personal of the version. Obviously, yeah. I can go watch any of these shows on YouTube, yeah. and I'm really thankful that for that or whatever, but it's not, obviously not the same as getting to be there, but the next best thing is... Um, getting to hear someone that you're friends with kind of retell the story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So uh, without further ado, I'm just going to kind of let you let you go with it, man. Yeah. All right. Now, it, if I'm like doing this, is that going to mess up? Nope. Okay. Um. All right. So let's go back to a better day. August 22nd. August. Well, actually the 21st. Oh, is it the 21st? Was, well, no. The show was the 22nd. Okay. I'm talking about in between two shows, I had a day off. Oh, gotcha. Um, So I went up to my hometown of my... Oh, wait, wait. Hold on. No, I didn't do that. Did I? I'm getting confused with all the stuff. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it fucking live. Okay. Uh, <laughs> fucking do it live. <laughs> So we talked about night one in that first episode. Right. And so I got home back to the hotel about one in the morning and went to sleep. And they had a day off the next day. Right. Which was Sunday. So I was going to get up and like um, I wanted to get merch, get posters and all that stuff. Right. So I got up about six in the morning because I couldn't sleep. Sure. And um, there was a post on Facebook that there was, like, nobody in line for merch. So I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. So I got dressed, hauled ass down there, and I was, like, the 12th person in line cool. at, like, 8 in the morning. What time did they open up? Noon. Okay. Oh, wow. But, dude. Oh, I'm sure it's worth it. The mer- yeah, yeah. The merch thing is nuts. Mm-hmm. Especially for me because I want posters. Yeah, right. You know, and that shit goes first. Right. <clears throat> so I got down there, waited until noon, and then um, I just remember I was in – I got into – they had a, like a big tent set up, and there was like 10 cashiers. And I go in, and I'm like third in line behind in my cash with my cashier. Right. First dude buys a bunch of shit. He's gone. Next dude – is like, well, I need two of those, uh, no. five of those. And meanwhile, in the other lines, people are buying the shit you all, want. Yeah, and, <laughs> oh, the, no. and they're like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> they're like walking out like with all their right. stuff. Yay! The cashier that we had was like, now what What do you need? Oh, dude. I need two of those and three of those. and fi- No, hold on, hold on. Two of what? Oh, well, two of those shirts. Okay, and he walks over to get the shirts comes back okay what else well i need three of those shirts and he walks over there comes back all right now i need like two of two of that poster one of that poster five of that poster and he's going one at a fucking time this cashier mm. and i'm just like wow i was like freaking Dude, out it was I, the worst i'm a pretty patient person <clears throat> yeah but that would have driven me yeah I mean, I would have been cool. I wouldn't have been a dick, whatever. But yeah. on the inside, I would have yeah. been fucking fuming. And I was, all I wanted was posters. Yeah. And then, like, little stickers and, like, a keychain or something. Sure, yeah. So, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm going to tell this dude I want 
one of because I think they had five or six different prints, and I I could only afford like three. I think I got three or four of them. But I'm like, I'm gonna tell him, I want this artist name, this artist name, and this artist name to like move it along. And I started doing that. He's like, hold up, hold up. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, point to them. Right. So just like, yeah, these people did not give a fuck. Well, sure. About merch and merch, like in the Pearl Jam crazy people world. Is like it's just intense. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, these well, I mean, people... you're rattling off names of artists, right? And yeah. these people are like, they might as well be working at the sitcom. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, Plus, they're there from noon till eight o'clock. Yeah, and they don't, they yeah. don't care how fast we get in or out. Right. So that was, but the merch thing is. But always... did you get the shit you wanted? Uh, yeah, I did. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was so it was worth it. Um, so. <clears throat> That's when, after that, I went up to my hometown. Mm-hmm. So, Mundelein, what up? What up? <laughs> Never been there. What up? Yeah. <laughs> went up there, saw all my peeps, drove around all the places I used to, you know, party. So <laughs> I, You're a big party. <laughs> oh, dude, that's all you're, I did. Yeah. Um, what, how far out of Chicago is this place? Uh, like 40 miles, okay. 30 miles, right. like 30 miles north, something like that. Cool. So just like 45 minutes, you can, you can be up there if there's is no Is it close traffic. to Rockford? No. Uh, okay. It's north, and Rockford's out west. Out west. Okay, cool. <clears throat> um, so I did all that and then went back. Uh, what did I do that night? I think I just went back to the hotel. I'm pretty, you know me, I party. I was in the hotel partying with uh, pizza. Yeah, that's what the, pizza and burritos. Uh, that's what everyone was telling me before we hung out. I was like, Brad, Brad Blazing, <laughs> right. he, he likes to party. Watch out. Yeah. Because it's on. Yeah. When he walks in a room, party. Just, it's <laughs> that's all you have to say, man. It's party. Yeah, all right. Uh, so I think this was the morning... Yeah, this was this was fun. I I went to bed around nine because I was planning to get up um, at four a.m. to get back in the GA line, but I fucking woke up like startled mm-hmm. because I was dreaming that I was like sleeping and there was like little tiny bugs, like millions of bugs crawling all over my hand and my arm, oh and I like woke God. up like oh. What? You know, like, right. like, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and that was like one. That was one in the morning. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going down there. So I, I got up at like one and I was in line at two thirty in the morning. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. Well, at uh, least it was August. And, and not. yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I got in line. I was basically in the same, pretty much the same spot is the the first show you know what i mean right and just you know the the weather was fucking unreal dude it was like 73 degrees it was fucking perfect which was awesome because the first day it fucking rained like hurricane rain it was nuts um but just kind of like what i said on the first episode like met a bunch of people yeah um there was a couple from mexico that had seen them a bunch of times and they were they were like next to me 
I was talking to them and stuff. So the the line was, you know, pretty much the same as the first time, just meeting people. Because it was, you know, some people um, would only only made it for the one show. Right. Like I talked about Nathan and his son on the first show. Mm-hmm. Um, they they left the the next day, right. the, the the Sunday. Um, but the girl Kristen that I had the tickets. I don't know if you remember, but like I won, <clears throat> I won a pair of tickets for right. the first night. She won a pair of tickets, so, so you guys we had a meet up. up. Yeah, we had a meet up again. Um, so she was there, but they gave us uh, the new wristbands around five o'clock, and we went in right around five thirty, and I ended up in like the same spot with some of the same people, but obviously a lot of different people. But like in the same spot on Mike's side, like three rows four rows <clears throat> back from the rail All so right. it was it was fucking awesome um but there was one dude named ben big dude and he was kind of like to my side but he's decked out again this is chicago at wrigley field he's wearing like a fucking st louis cardinals like uniform <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> really yeah wow yeah. and uh the balls on that yeah. guy but uh and like I said, he was a big dude. And I'm like, should I fuck with him? No. And I'm like, no. No. <laughs> we got to talking, and he turned out he turned out to be really cool. Um, but he was like, yeah, like three, four inches taller than me. And, you know. Dang, um, dude. He's a Pearl Jam fan. We're here for Pearl Jam, so I'm not going to fuck with him too much. Sure. Um, there was a couple dudes that were... Um, one was younger and one was like my age and the younger dude was like smoking blunts all night like the whole time all night yeah and they were they they were just uh, they were hilarious you know what i mean yeah and they weren't like uh like stoner assholes they were like fun stoners Cheech and Chong-ish? Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, but they were, they were, those dudes were just pretty, pretty fun. And they were super excited, you know? Um, and the other dude, the dude that was like my age, told me a story about uh, meeting Eddie at a solo show. Oh, cool. And he had a ukulele with him and he had Eddie sign it. Nice. So that was, you know, stories like that are, are always awesome. Um, there was two girls, um, Jessica and Crystal. Um, one, that was the girl that had the YouTube video that we were watching. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, that's Jessica. Um, they're like concert buddies. Oh, like cool. they could have been sisters, but they weren't, but they, you know, they go to all kinds of shows. And I've seen like since then on Facebook, like they'll post pictures of the different shows that they've been to. And I'm like, I know them now, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and there was a girl named uh, Alicia that was one of the other girl's friends. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see. Crystal was – I wrote in here. She was just, like, super nice to me, and she was, like, a huge, just super fan. Right. Like, she's been to tons of shows, you know? Um, and just, like – I, pr- I mean, I probably said it before, but just, like, meeting up with these people and just hanging out with them that are total strangers, you know what I mean? Sure. And it's just, like, it's just, like, a family, you know, the, the whole Pearl Jam family thing, the jamily, if you will. Right. <laughs> I will. No, I won't, actually. Um, 
it's hard to explain the I don't know. It's hard to explain if if you've never been there. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, I think I'm sure it, a lot of people listening to this are like, "Oh yeah, I get it." But like, if you haven't ever gone and hung out for fucking twelve hours in the GA line with these people, and I don't know, it's just well, it's, you walk into it with almost. It sounds weird to say, but you walk into those kind of situations, whatever they are, with uh, kind of a. I don't know, a pre-created bond right? because of the reason why yeah. you're all there, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, you know, I've mentioned it before, but I'm like awkward and anxious and all that shit. And it's just all that stuff goes away. Sure. Which is like, it never goes away, like normally. But for some reason, when I get to these shows and I get around these people, it's just like they're the, the nicest coolest people most yeah. for the most part yeah um and what i did so for the in the first show at some point eddie started throwing baseballs out to the crowd and um so i had forgot my baseball glove and this this time i brought a baseball with me because i'm like i know he's gonna do it again at some point so i'm like i'm gonna i'm praying that he'll see me and I'll throw this ball to him on stage. Then I got the bright idea, like, we should sign it. Like, I should sign it. Right. So I just put, like, um, I think I put, I don't know. I said, like, thank you from the Pearl Jam fans or something. And I signed it. And then I started, like, passing it around. Mm-hmm. And this thing got, like, I don't know, 20 or 30 signatures on it. Just just from fans. That's killer, man. And I'm like, now I'm on a fucking mission. You know what I mean? To try and get this to him. Um, but like I said, I, I, I passed it around everyone and people were like cool about it, you know? Um, so then finally eight o'clock we get the good, the bad and the ugly theme starts playing, which is weird because I'm used to like, They'll play like the Red Dot song, or they'll mm-hmm. play. Uh, I think, I think in 2014 they were playing like an REM song. Right. Like everyone knew, like that's the song. Right. Um, and I think night one they played like a orchestral, orchestral version of Bob O'Reilly. Oh, cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. this was like, I'm like, whoa, like what is this? Um, I'm like this. So this is pretty different. So they all start walking up. Eddie comes on, and he's like, you know, good evening. This is going to be a long one. Yeah. You know? And he's like, one, two, three. dude i was like ah holy shit yeah man because um that was the one song like in the nerdery the pearl jam nerdery setlist thing I've, that's the only song i needed f- to complete 10 
Oh, cool. I had no, I've seen everything, everything else. Awesome. <clears throat> except Oceans. So I was like, holy shit. Plus, it's Oceans to open the concert. Great. You know what I mean? That's one of their great slow yeah. burn openers. Yeah. And then they went into Footsteps. Footsteps. song i'd never seen live yeah dude like i was saying earlier like they would have been worth it i love i love night two's set list yeah um i mean night one's great too but yeah but seeing stuff like it just to get to see footsteps that that song alone would have mm-hmm. i'd been like okay everything after this is kind of bonus <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah it's just like it's such a huge song f- for me in general um, and, it's, and and I mean it stands up on its own. It's it's not just because it was part of the the Mama Son demos, or that it was also you know uh, the different version with Chris Cornell and uh, Temple of the Dog, or right. I mean all that stuff's great. But yeah. just on its own, that's one of yeah. my favorites. Well, you know? to me, for me too, it's like super personal song. It's yeah. very like. I'm 16 and I'm yep. emo and all that shit. Sure. So to finally see it live was just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and like like you were just saying, night. Two, I totally agree. Night two set list is is better than night one. Um, it's just like every single song. I was just like, oh my god, oh my god. Which where night one, I was like, I like all these songs and it's Pearl Jam and I'm here. This is fucking awesome. But night two, there was something about the flow and the sequence of all these songs that just blew me away. Well, and what blow, blows me away is like, um, especially, I'd say over the last decade, it's it's fun for me to just, even if I've never seen the show or listened to the show or whatever, just look at a set list and just think to myself, you know, if I'm remembering correctly... Like Sonic Reducer and Blood were back to back, and and Rearview Mirror. I right. think we're all together, and I'm just thinking about. I don't care how old you are, you gotta have some fucking gas in the tank as a singer, yeah, to be able to pull those songs, yeah, back to back, even if you're playing a twelve song set. But these motherfuckers and Eddie gets out there and does these. <laughs> 30 to 40 songs set right and they don't he doesn't fucking give himself a break he you you can tell he's like 
uh, it would be great if we ended the main set with these three songs, right? Yeah. And normal people would go like, oh, that's a lot. That's a lot on your voice. That's, you know, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. he, he don't, he's like, fuck it. I'm doing it. Right. And then I'm doing two really long encores after right. that. <laughs> yeah. You know, again, yeah. yeah. just in general, most bands do a, maybe a two or three song encore. Right. They do a first encore, you know, anywhere up to eight songs. Right. And then yeah. they do another five <laughs> or so for a final encore. Yeah. It's just like, holy yeah. shit, man. Yeah. So cool. Yep. So, after Footsteps, we get Off He Goes. And again, this, you know, they do the slow songs to build up to, um, the, as they go on. The first two or three are always pretty, pretty mellow. But then we got this is crazy, Better Man. Thank you. 
Oh, I know, man. Which that's is like interesting place for that song. I got super excited because I was like, "Oh, this is weird," and I got excited because I know when they did No Code and Moline, they played um, "Won't Get Fooled Again" like mm-hmm. third, right, and then went into No Code. So I thought something crazy was coming out of like that, yeah. which it didn't. But it was still crazy. You know what I think? What? What were you gonna say? Well, just real quick to, to that specific point, like. If I was in the crowd, and although, you know, I obviously have not gotten to see Pearl Jam a thousand times or anything, but I I do, you know, look at their set list and, right. you know, whatever. Like, I know enough about, for sure, about the live shows to know that typically Better Man is a, not all the time, but typically, like, toward the, yeah at least past right. the halfway point of oh, the night yeah, or whatever, totally. right? And for me, if I were to see a staple like that, that early in the set, mm-hmm. one, I would think, okay, maybe something really crazy is about to happen. Yeah. And even if that doesn't happen, then it kind of like piques my interest even more because there's something in the back of your head where you're like, okay, I'm going to count on a live at the end. I'm going to count on... Um, you know, one of these three covers towards the end, a better man you would think would be towards the end. Mm-hmm. And anytime you see something get taken out of that usual slot and put up front, it's just like, oh, well, that now I don't know what the end of the show is going to be like. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. It makes it more interesting. Yeah. Whereas there is something that with those long shows that, you know, I would never leave a Pearl Jam show early but there would be that point where you go okay i can kind of guess what the rest is gonna be yeah which is great those usually aren't my favorite songs they're the yellow lead betters and whatever um i'm still gonna love it soak it in whatever but you just kind of lose that like what's gonna happen next kind of feeling you know so well this is what i came up with and i have no this is just totally in my head but i know he's got family there Mm -hmm. and i wonder if like his mother or if if he still has grandparents or like older aunts and that's like their favorite song right but he's not gonna um they're not gonna go to a three-hour show if they're you know older maybe they asked him to play it like early so he threw it up early yeah yeah that's cool i don't yeah. know that's i have good but that's <laughs> i have no clue if that's you know way to use thing. those mind grapes there buddy <laughs> Uh, totally. I like totally think that his mom was like, uh, Eddie, can you, I, I have to go home and go to sleep. So, and Eddie was like, I mean, like, you know, it is like my band show and like, I mean, I like to make set lists the way I like to make them, but like, I guess we could put it early if that'll help. Will you make it four songs in? Can you make it that far? Because I can put it there. That's awesome to think that Eddie's like still getting shit at 50 years old from his mother about the set list. You know? I don't think it ever goes away, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't care how old you get. I still think yeah. you st- still think of yourself as some version of that oh, little yeah. kid. You yeah. know? Um, and then we get Eddie singing summertime roles. Summer. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. 
just like two lines from the that Jane's Addiction song. Mm-hmm. Then they go into corduroy and just fucking kill it. Think Again. about that. So, Better Man and Corduroy were back-to-back songs number four and five. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And it was awesome. I bet. Uh, you know. And then, Stay Love and Trust. Like, I, dude, I'm saying, like, I my mind that's is fucking what, blown. That's what I'm saying. Like, m- they use some of my favorite slow burner openers. I yeah. love State of Love and Trust. Yeah. Putting Better Man at the beginning of the set. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I love this set list. And then, like, you know, we really take off with, with Corroy and State of Love and Trust. And then, why go? They're just mm-hmm. fucking punching you in the face like every time. And then Animal. Like, yeah. Oh, that's right. It doesn't yeah. fucking. It doesn't let up. Um, and then finally, we kind of calm down when they they play uh, "Given to Fly." Oh, I don't 
calm down with give in to fly. Well, I'm just saying. It's, I know what you're saying. I just think well, that, that that's funny, man. State, you know? why go an animal? Right. You know what I mean? This sure. is bringing it down just a notch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, uh, he dedicated it to the Cubs manager, Joe Madden. We're going to dedicate this next one to the great Joe Madden and his hero full of teams, his team full of heroes. Awesome. So, yeah. And that's that's in the movie, isn't it? I think so. I'm pretty sure that. I don't that's, remember, but yeah, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. It Maybe is. it's from watching YouTube or something. But okay, so then they play Immortality. set is just like it's part of a dream set for me yeah you know? totally um eddie talks starts talking about the cubs and the white Sox, mm-hmm. and um i think i think that was when there was a fan there was a guy wearing a socks hat okay which is worse than the cardinals, <laughs> We're in the cardinals, cardinals yeah. fan um that guy probably would have gave shit but he, uh, people were like booing when Eddie pointed it out, but he was saying like, "That's a, you're brave yeah. to come here in the socks hat," and then people started booing. And Eddie's like, "Hey, hey, hey! Like, I've I've got friends on that team, and right. and saying something about, uh, you know, when when I'm not, what is it? I'm not rooting for the Cubs. I'm rooting for them unless they're here playing. Sure. So whatever. But then he was saying, um, this next song goes to the Bulls, Chicago Bulls, right? And they start playing uh, black and red and yellow. Yeah. Exponentially serving, perpetually unnerving.
which for me was like holy shit this yeah, is man. a fucking awesome song it's it's rare you know what i mean and um at some point i kind of looked off to the wings you had to know that rodman was coming I, out i I hope, or at least one. I was, yeah, yeah. I was wondering and hoping, mm-hmm. and then I look over and there's fucking seven foot Rodman, right, wearing his Bulls jersey. Oh yeah, and he like walks out during the, I guess the breakdown part where in the recorded version, um, they play a voicemail that Eddie got from Rodman, so he comes out and he like recreates that voicemail, and I'm like, I'm flipping out. Oh, I bet, and. You know, I, I'm sure a lot of people can't stand that dude in his politics right now. Sure, sure. But being a '90s kid that lived in Chicago, I was gonna say it's not about that in yeah, this context, right? You know, but just being—I lived up there during the Rodman Bulls and the Jordan Bulls, mm-hmm. and like then knowing he was on the record, and then he comes out for that song. I was, I was freaking out. It was, it was pretty awesome. when <laughs> it looked like he was about to leave and Eddie like grabbed him kind of yeah, like kinda, around the shoulder. He wouldn't let go of his hand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. And then he like jumped up into his arm. Like where yeah, Robin, Robin had was to like, like holding him. him like a baby. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. And Eddie's singing. Yeah. And they're yeah. finishing the song. So that was, that was pretty awesome. Uh, and then we get deep. Again, yeah, I mean, uh, it's just it, this this set list was just like unrelenting. Well, and I wonder too, like from a vocal perspective too. I wonder if I mean, because obviously these are really well. I'm sure to Pearl Jam, not sound cheesy, but every show is an important show. But yeah, given the filming situation, you know, Danny Clinch and um, and just personally for for Eddie with. You know, for playing at Wrigley, Wrigley, and having two nights there, and um, I just wonder if 
there was some if there was just a little bit of strategy in the first night set list, let's just not do anything that could risk ripping his vocal cords out. Right. And if we can make it to set two, you know, with the day off in between, yeah. then just say fuck it. And blow and it just out. go for yeah. it. And I know? think I'm looking back at this, but I think I read somewhere that these first because uh, then we go into Jeremy. think these first 13 songs there's nothing past yield which is crazy oh yeah i you didn't know? think of it like it's that it's all like early early-ish stuff mm-hmm. you know what i mean uh i mean given to flies on yield but you know corduroy state why go animal these are all deep jeremy they're all like well there's the, those are pretty much all right, 10 verses right. and oceans and, and those area outtakes so, yeah yeah uh, but then we get Jeremy, which is 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 always great, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, then we get I am mine. This show, I mean, like you just said, like every show is is good. You know yeah. what I mean? 99% of them are good. But there's some that are, like, special. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this, this show was just, I don't know. I, I loved it. Uh, well, and that song for me, lyrically, is, is one of those songs um, as, you know, as a, since I hate saying this still. Oh, do it. But as a someone who writes. And right. And whatever, that's definitely, you know, I listen to other people's songs and I go, oh man, you know, that's, I never would have come up with something like that. And that's awesome. Or, um, but then there's songs like I Am Mine where you're just like, motherfucker, <laughs> he wrote the lyric that I've been trying to write for right. a long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it almost makes you feel like, well, I can't write about that now because right. someone said it for me almost too perfectly. Yeah, yeah. You know? and now it looked like you're copying exactly, that. even though you thought of it first, just <laughs> not in the way sure. he unlocked yeah. it. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's one of those songs for me. Yeah. Well, then we get uh, wish list. Mm-hmm. 
one of my like I, I love that song and it, that one is like uh I was listening to Yield obviously but that song a lot at a certain point in my life and right. I think about it was right before I moved to well it was after I moved to Florida but I don't know it just rem- that song reminds me of for some reason like being a kid in in my hometown even though it came out when I was like 25 right. for some reason I just remember that song from when I was younger so it was cool hearing them play it in Chicago you know what I mean sure and just you know those lyrics uh, when he's talking about a Camaro like yeah. I loved Camaros growing up and I finally had a Camaro at one point you know what I mean so I just always connected with that it's funny that, that, song. that song for me I'm the opposite like I'd, I'd rather not have that one if I went to a show oh really but I, I love listening to it on the record yeah whereas I will very rarely listen to the recorded versions of say in a live or even flow yeah but i would really like to see that yeah. live yeah does it make sense mm-hmm. there's just well there's a line to the arms up raised mm-hmm. like in my mind i'm like i see eddie writing that line knowing that he's talking about the audience mm-hmm. and we know he's talking about us and then when we're at the show and we all yeah, sing sure. that line and put our arms up it's like there's that absolutely that weird connection so yeah then we get of the earth. like crazy fucking rare song that i think they'd played 13 times total uh, like was, this was i, was I thought it might be less yeah i mean i was, think you're right yeah but. it was the 13 it was it was a 13 time i love that song that's one that like fans some of them hate it mm-hmm. some of them love it All right um but i want to say they played it 13 times but i think most of that was like in europe Okay. I don't know how many if if they played it in the U.S. too much, so that was pretty crazy. And I love that song. I don't know if you're real familiar with I'm it. I'm not but actually. It's uh, it's it's kind of like gritty in the, the beginning part of it, and then it goes into this like weird jammy solo soloy jam part, and that's why I like it. Cool. So that was that was pretty crazy. Um, and then we get Lucan. <laughs> I'm going to get I'm not 
finger out of that woman's face, mother... Hey, mister. All the fingers are pointing at you. Yep. Come on, clear out, mister. A second. Hey, ma'am, you're okay? Yeah, you're good? All right, good. All right. That's a good man taking care of your woman. And then she was taking care of herself too pretty good. It looks like she's ready to go. You know, the song's like a minute and a half long, but it turned into a thing that night. Um, so he's yeah, that's pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, just With what, what I happened. Think you're about to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so if you don't know, they're playing the song, and about halfway through, like after literally the, halfway yeah, through, it's like it's, right it's at the beginning right of the second at, verse. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. right after the first chorus. Um, Eddie like stops the show, like stop, 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 stop. And he's pointing into the crowd. Now, from my vantage point, I'm on Mike's side. And so I'm looking over at Eddie and I Dead see him center, pointing yeah. into the crowd and I don't know what's going on, sure. but I'm like, something's going on. And he, he, then he says, take your finger out of your, out of her face. Out of that woman's and face, yeah. while that's all going on, I'm kind of, I, I see like security oh, like sure. running running over there right. and i'm like oh shit and then i see like a 20 year old girl just limp and they're like rushing her past you know past our side mike's side to get to get her out is that and, from the same incident yeah 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 what that's what was this is i'll tell you what was see because i've only just seen the right, youtube right that's, and so what happened was so if you've seen the youtube you see eddie pointing at the dude and telling him to get his finger out and then you see eddie say like well they're all pointing at you buddy like get out of here and they they take him and he leaves and then eddie's like are you okay and like he's saying like it's to the boyfriend like you know you did a good job taking care of her but she kind of could take care of herself it looked like and then two, three, four, da, 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 they go yeah. back into it. What happened was when the song started, a girl like passed out or was almost passed out. Okay. So another girl and her boyfriend were trying to get the attention of security and telling them like, this girl needs to get out of here now. And what happened was the guy that got kicked out was like fuck you get up they're like annoying the the guy and the girl were like annoying him trying oh, to get to security because they were trying to help and he but they, apparently he was drunk and like fucking with Shocker. everybody right. yeah 
like the whole show right. before this incident, he was like drunk asshole at a concert to everybody. So he was on borrowed time from the beginning. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that was the that's what happened is that the the guy and the girl were trying to get security and this douchebag was like just being an asshole. And then they got that girl out, but then they kicked this dude out. Right. So um but yeah, then they, they just Everything was Eddie was like okay everything's good and just boom they go back into Lucan <laughs> like right into <laughs> yeah it was like, so fucking cool yeah, it's really it was you know they're pros yeah <laughs> um so then we get mind your manners Which is kind of ironic for right. the dude that just got fucking kicked out. It almost you makes know? you wonder if, like, they called an audible real right. quick. And yeah. Like, no, let's do this. Yeah. One. But, no, it's, I mean, it's on the set list right. that way. But um, it was just, I don't know, just a weird coincidence, um, which I love that song. And live, it's, it's Mind a lot Your Banners? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me too. It's, it's a lot of fun. And then we come to the end of the first set with Rearview Mirror. song i mean it just it gets me every time mm-hmm. the the lyrics and the you know when he starts singing saw things yeah saw things like i i just i can't you know i just get super emotional sure and i i was like you know uh what's it called um it's just like uh crying Mm-hmm. Like ugly crying. I oh, was so ugly you couldn't crying. think of the word crying? No, ugly, <laughs> ugly crying. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I think I was wearing this shirt. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. But I'm like taking the shirt and like rubbing my whole face because I'm just like bawling, and mm. I'm trying not to. Sure. You know what I mean? Because I'm like around all these cool people that I just met, and um, 
I had to like bend over at one point just to like catch my breath. It was crazy. Sure. You know, but they somebody started patting me on the back, and then I'm like really crying because yeah. I'm like, that's don't not, do that. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> They're don't, like, don't, it's, don't. it's just that it's okay, and I'm like, thank you. <laughs> just Dad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so that was like, uh, is it cathartic? Is Cathar- that yeah? Is that the word when you just like? Let it all fucking out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was pretty. That was pretty intense, you know. Which rearview mirror always is, but again, I'm I'm back like in my hometown, and like they were such a huge part of of that time in my life when I lived there, and then to hear them doing rearview mirror, and I just fucking lost it. Yeah. So well, I think what what I love, and what I think a lot of people missed, and I think this. You know, back in the beginnings of Pearl Jam and the whole grunge bullshit and whatever, and I think Rearview Mirror is a good example. Um, you know, the subject matter is really dark mm-hmm. and painful and whatever, but um, I don't feel like, you know, obviously there's exceptions, but I, what I think one of the things that I love about Eddie lyrically, and just Pearl Jam, but especially Eddie lyrically, is that he he tackles those like hard to deal with emotions and situations and uh but he doesn't leave you wallowing in it Mm -hmm. there's and he doesn't fix it for you either but just even something like when he gets to the part of saw things so much clearer Mm -hmm. you know once you're in my rearview mirror it's like there is this kind of like is this something that can be left behind? It can right. be. Um, you don't have to sit in it and right. marinate in it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you can feel it. You can hurt. You can whatever. But and it's never going to be gone. Whatever right. that thing is. Yeah. Right. Um, but you can learn how to coexist with yeah. it and and have control over it and not it control over you. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And I've always loved that about the way he approaches those you know we joke around and say emo and all right. these other words or whatever but yeah um i think that's the importance of um what he brings to the table lyrically yeah you know yep all right so that was the end of the main set and now the encore starts with um a cover of the hunters and collectors song throw your arms around thank you me. for getting that right yeah, this time I'm brad so- blazik <laughs> I'll come to you in the daytime I will raise you from your sleep I will kiss you in four places Cause I go running down your street I will squeeze the life right out of you I will make you laugh and make you cry And we may never forget it as you make you call my name As I shout into the blue summer sky And we may never meet again So shed your skin, let's get started And you will throw your arms around me And you will throw 
which uh, you know that's uh, I've, I think I've said it before that's like a um, sitting around a campfire at a beach kind of song you know just a just a nice simple yeah, totally. love song and I'm like I just got done crying over rearview mirror in my like battered childhood and now I'm like texting my wife with this tear streaming like I love you so much I wish you were here <laughs> with me so <laughs> over the course then they keep it real light after that and go into man of the hour right. song like i started bawling because my my best friend that got killed a few years ago by a drunk driver right. like when you listen to those lyrics uh, so when, i was a mess for and about, didn't a good, he like dedicated to lane or something or am i getting something confused no you know you might be right yeah because wasn't this wasn't this the anniversary i think so yeah you it's, guys can all yell at me if i'm wrong but yeah, i think that's true we'll get some facebook Messages, but I yeah, I'm pretty sure I think this was. To Lane. I want to say this was his birthday. It's Lane's birthday. It's the birthday of a guy called uh, Lane Staley, and we're thinking about him tonight too. He would have been 49 years old. Here you go, Lane. Um. So yeah, then we get everyone's favorite song. Last kiss. <laughs> so uh, I don't hate the song. I don't love the song. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't hate it. It's but. just like I'm happy for the people that love that song because they play it like at every show. Well, for a certain segment of people. Plus, isn't isn't that they like, play it that much? They play it a lot. Really? Yeah. Uh, but isn't that song? I mean, someone can correct us. But isn't that like their biggest selling song or? Like mm, it might be, I don't know, but it which, might be. <laughs> which is funny because all of or most of the like Pearl Jam nerds can't stand that song and hate that song. Yeah, I don't. Which well, I don't like. I said I don't hate it, but I don't hate it. But I hey, I'm thankful. You know what it did do is yeah. probably bring a lot of people because of the time that it was released. Yeah, it, it probably introduced them to a whole new crew of people. Now a lot of those people. If they were looking for a lot more of Last Kiss, then they were sorely disappointed. Right. But, right. you know, it probably did open them up to a lot of 
different people. Yeah. And so from that viewpoint, I'm all about the song. Yeah. But I liked it when it came out. It was a novelty. It's it's a very like fifties singer songwriter. Yeah, that, I think that's why I don't like it. Really? I love that kind of music. Yeah. But hearing them do it, it just to me, I'll probably get a bunch of shit for this, yeah. but because so many people love the song, but it just did not feel like them at all. Hmm. And I think I might have felt differently too about it, differently about it as well if it hadn't been the big a big single. Yeah, like if it had just been one of their in covers, like in rotation or whatever for live sets and whatever. Yeah, cool. Yeah, but I think there was something, and maybe it was me being the like my version of like the indie kid Pearl Jam fan that right. like that's not Pearl Jam right you know what I mean yeah um I just but I think and I again I could be wrong I th- I know it came out as a Christmas single mm-hmm. which is like kind of what you're saying like that's like only the fans would know and you gotta be a super nerd sure to get the vinyl and play because this was like 90 98 I think I think it was there was there wasn't downloads and stuff going on so you had to have a record player and be in the fan club and listen to that song but what happened was radio got a hold of it and blew it up and then they released it um, as a single with like all the proceeds going to a charity and that's awesome so it's not like can't really shit on that part of it right it's not like their fault that it became this huge single. Well, you know? it's just kind of like black charting, even right, though they exactly. never released it. Right. You know I, mean, I mean, they did release this. Sure. But they did it for charity. Well, I seriously doubt they thought it was going to turn into one of their biggest right. chart-topping yeah. singles. But I hope you feel really bad now. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just going to leave. Is that cool? <laughs> uh, so then we get Got Some. Little backspacer, backspacer, yeah. Um, Then comatose. two were um kind of like surprises to me because they're uh they're newer songs Mm -hmm. and they're not even like the encores usually have like 
weird, crazy shit. You know what I mean? That you're not right. expecting covers or uh, rare, you know, rarities or B sides. So these two songs being new, like on the newer albums, and not even like the huge, huge songs from yeah, those sure. albums. So that was that was pretty cool. Um, and then we get even flow. <laughs> You know they're gonna play even flow, but usually even flow is like sixth or seventh in the sure. main set. Where so this is kind of like the I wonder if this was like Better Man <laughs> flipping was, things yeah, around. Yeah, because this would have been the perfect spot for, for Better, Better Man. Man. And for yep. some reason they they uh, flipped it, flipped those flip flop those two songs for some reason. Um, so during the like final uh, chorus. Um, there was there's a guy named Bob Lang that's like a super fan, and I see him on Facebook all the time, like posting. I think we're friends on Facebook, but I I don't know him. I didn't meet him. Um, but I think he had a sign with him that said like "Let Bob Sing Even Flow." I think the I think the uh, his concert buddy, um, what is her name? I mean, her name's Amanda. She kind of lives. She lives about an hour from me, oh, but I cool. think he lives up in Ohio. But anyway, I think she made up the sign like "Let Bob Sing Even Flow." Eddie comes down and hands like hands him the mic, and he is singing his fucking balls Can he off. Sing? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you sing it. I mean, who gives a shit? But. Dude, it's a fan in the yeah, front row say, singing yeah. the chorus to Even Flow. It was, it was awesome. And they got his, you know, they got these two big screens, and they're showing him singing, like, on the screens. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was, it was like, it was pretty fucking cool. That's a cool. pretty great moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, like, I was like, oh, that's, that's fucking cool. Um, and I think uh, after the song... Um, Ed introduces Stone and says something about, um, and everyone's like, "Is it going to be mankind?" Well, no, but first, or he, don't, or but, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't give me, me love. No, but first he said something about, um, like he says, "Give it up for Ed," and everyone's like cheering, and he's like, "I said, give it up for Ed," or something like Stone that. Stone was saying that, yeah, okay, yeah, which was pretty cool. But he also. Um, he also like said something about like that was the best singing on Even Flow I've ever heard, or something like that. Like pointing to Bob, and then right. he was like make like Bob. The guy's name is Bob. <laughs> it, was, it was it was pretty funny. Um, but when 
Stone started talking, I'm like, oh shit, like you just said, I'm like, we're about to get mankind, like, this is so great, I can't believe it, like, I'm gonna see man, I'm gonna see Stone singing man- Mankind, which, right. to me, is fucking cool, because it's so super rare. Yeah, right, And yeah. so, I mean, I think I'd be happy about that. But then, he played Don't Give Me No Lip, yeah. and my fucking head exploded. Yeah. I was just like, whoa! I definitely like, like that song a lot right. better than Mankind. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, I I I love that song. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Just kind of a goofy Stone song, and so I was just like, holy shit! We got Lost Dogs, not not even Yield. We get a an even rarer fucking song, being that it's a Stone song, but it's like the the B side or you know unreleased track. So no code. Yeah, he said Yield again. Did I? Mm-hmm. Oops. <laughs> I love that you do that oh, because of the tour get... thing. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to get emails. Um. So then we get Sonic Reducer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Sonic Reducer into Blood. Yeah, dude. What? Yeah. And Blood to, to finish the encore. Exactly. So they give it a little extra juice, you know. I just I just pulled up the set list on my phone yeah. to follow along. Yeah. Um and that's song number twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Blood. Right. The song number twenty eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Continue. So then um we get a little break in the action. Um so they come back out for an encore 
and I start playing Crazy Mary. She lived on a curve in the road, an old tar paper shack on the south side of the town, on the wrong side of the tracks. Sometimes in the wind of town, we say, Mother, can we stop and give her a ride? Yeah, sometimes we did, but her hands flew from her side, wild eyed, crazy Mary. Down on the road. Which is always a, a, just a great crowd favorite, and you know, boom. Boom does his thing. He sure. fucking shines on that song. Yeah. So um, then Eddie says something about like this is this is Rockford's finest, and they go into surrender. Yeah. thinking one of those dudes is going to come out. out. Yeah, yeah, because when they played in Boston, um, the two nights at, at uh, Fenway, um, who is it, Tom Hamilton came out and played, uh, they played an Aerosmith song. Oh, really? Yeah. And he came out on stage with them. I'm like, well, surely. Yeah, because Cheap Trick lives, th- those dudes are from Rockford, right. an hour away. I'm like, surely they'll, they'll be here. But they didn't. <laughs> no. But uh, it was still it was still fucking cool. And I, they played Surrender the the show before too. So uh, this night I was really like, well, he wasn't here the first night. Of course he'll be here the second night. <laughs> no, he <Nope>. wasn't. <laughs> they just want to play the song. <clears throat> so uh, after Surrender, we get Alive. Absolute favorite fucking live songs. Mm-hmm. I still to this day love it. I know a lot of people are like over it, but I love it. That's, I think that's one of those songs that um, I mean, it's not only a classic Pearl Jam song, it's a classic song. Yeah. Right, like out just in music, mm-hmm. right? 
And I think it's one of those th things where, like I was saying earlier, um, I, I love Wishlist on the record. Right. Could give two shits about seeing it live. Yeah. Really. You know? Um, and Alive is the opposite. Fits in the opposite. I, I want to see it live and don't give a shit about hearing it recorded <coughs> yeah. because of what it represents. And it's this right. like um, the way the lyric, the, the, the way the meaning of the lyric has been changed by the fans. Right. And it, I don't know. I just feel like it, it represents a lot. And, yeah. Um, you know, on there's is there a part of me that's like, uh, if someone said you can either have a live or some super rare song that you love, mm -hmm. uh, that might be a hard decision. But uh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, yeah. I definitely see the like kind of like the importance and the value and what it represents right. like playing that song yeah you know yeah i don't know that's my two cents no I, for a show that i wasn't at yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but mike always kills it yeah that's like mike always kills thing. it period well that's true you know? too but he really but shines on that yeah, totally. that song um so then a bunch of like the texts and stuff come out and they start hanging various, like, Chicago Cubs jerseys, like, old, real old-looking ones. Um, and, but I think there was – I think there was – a White Sox jersey. There was a couple different baseball jerseys. Most of it was Chicago. Um, so uh, – but Eddie starts talking about Ernie Banks and how he got his glove back because Ernie, like, was like, I'm not giving your glove back when he first met him, right. you know. And now that he, he passed away, um, I think the family, family gave it back to him. And I'm, like, doing this with my glove, like, ah, ah, I got right. a glove, too. Right. You know, like, throw me a ball. But he, he was – he just <laughs> – Dad! <laughs> Let's play catch! Yeah. yeah, I was trying to have my Field of Dreams moment. Um <laughs> But he didn't. He didn't see me. If anyway you're here, uh, the the time a few years ago, then uh, you saw Ernie Banks, and it was one of the last times he was ever at Wrigley Field. Uh, and uh, it was a moment that I'll never forget. And uh, and um, we, I was lucky enough to to become quite friendly with him. And and he called me up on the phone, and and you wouldn't know who it was. It would just you'd hear a voice on the phone. It would be like. There are birds singing in the sycamore tree. And then I, I thought it was my friend, a uh, hockey player, fucking with me. And then, um, and then he said, is this, is this Eddie Meadow? And I said, yeah. And he said, this is Ernie Banks. And then you could talk to him for two hours. You could talk to him about um, the past, the future, what he thought about today's Cubs, what he thought about you know, Theo and all the good fellas up there and, and uh, hey I forgot to mention, you know, Theo all, and, uh, and also Cubs Charities all those donations I told you that we made from tickets here. Uh, Theo's foundation is matching those and Cubs Charities is kicking in as well. So again another example So, uh, 
you know, the other thing that last year he, he uh, you know, I had my mitt from when I was a kid, and then um, uh, he had it on in the back, and he said, you know, that's a really nice glove. I, I, I like this, there's, a, there's love in this glove, and I would like to have this glove. And I, and I thought, well, that's my first mitt from when I was a kid. I kind of was hanging on to it, but, but... Man, if Ernie Banks asked you to give him his mitt, you give him his, you give him your mitt. It was, it was a real honor. And, uh, And today, uh, uh, um, today it showed up. It, it was it was given back to me, and I, and I almost don't want it. I, I I was always so happy knowing it was Ernie. And uh, so, before you go, I'm just going to play this one and, and uh, know how much magic uh, is going to happen here in the next uh, couple months. And, and uh, for many, many years, it seems. So um, it's quite a wave. And um, uh, also, while I have the chance, I want to thank everybody from the local crew to our crew to a guy named Carl Rice who really worked to put this together and make sure everybody was as uh, comfortable and, and taken care of as possible. And um, uh, it was a great opportunity to get to play. And if it weren't for people like Carl, we wouldn't get that. So uh, just thanks, Carl. Thanks, everybody at Wrigley. Thanks, everybody with the Ricketts. Uh, but, you know, July 21st, 1991. So it was, it was 25 years, one month, and one day was our, our first show in Chicago. It was right down at the Metro, right down the street, about a block away. to think it took 25 years to, to make it one block. Um, but that's where you come in, because we, we, couldn't, we couldn't do it without you all this time, and we really appreciate you for not just taking the ride, but giving us the fuel to keep going and, and look further into the future. And it's been a beautiful ride, and maybe we'll keep, who knows where the journey will take us. Um, so then he starts playing all the way, and I'm just like, Oh, great. I get to cry some more right. about the Cubs and all the way and Ernie Banks and Harry Carey and uh, just, you know, crying. Harry Carey, man. Holy then they shit. start. <laughs> then, like, Matt starts playing, like, the. the... If the moon was made of cheese, <laughs> would you eat it? What if it was made of spare ribs? Would you eat it then? Is, is that your only frame of reference? Is the <laughs> kind the, of yeah? I I kind understand. of yeah, honestly, I, you know. I understand. If I you're mean, not from from there. Sure. Then yeah, I get it. Hey, now, Ken, we all know that the moon is not made of green cheese. <laughs> yes, that's true, Harry. But but what if it were made of barbecue spare ribs? Would you eat it then? What? I know I would. Heck, I'd have seconds. And then, then polish it off with a tall, cool Budweiser. <laughs> I would do it. Yeah, yeah. Would you? <laughs> I'm confused. It's a simple question, Doctor. Would you eat the moon if it were made of ribs? <laughs> 
I don't, I, I don't know how to answer that. So. It's not rocket science. Just say yes and we'll move on. Yes. Which, dude, he, he, that's Will Ferrell does a great. Yeah, it's, it's, hilarious. it's hilarious. I mean, but no, I mean, <clears throat> even from growing up in the South, even though my family is from the Midwest, like, I totally get why, you know, what an institution that man right. was for the yeah. Cubs. And yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so then, like, Matt starts playing one of the bells of his symbol. King, King, and I'm like, I think I know this song. And then the band kicks into a cover of the Chambers Brothers, Time Has Come Today. Oh, yeah. Like, I know this song from, for some reason, like, when I was younger. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is awesome. And they, they didn't play the whole thing. Um, but the way they played it, it fucking seamlessly runs into Rockin' in the Free World. It's so fucking cool how they they you know just mix those two songs. Um, and during "Rockin' in the Free World," uh, Matt's son Ray came out to play guitar. Yep. And uh, I think is Mike in this Flight to Mars band? It's like a side project of his. I don't know. I think so. But the guitar player uh, Tim DeJulio from Flight to Mars, right? He was also playing guitar, and Matt was Mike was. Uh, just banging away on Matt's toms, yeah. floor toms, you know. So that was that was pretty cool. Um, and during this time is when Eddie's throwing out baseballs. Yes. So during the just like dun dun dun, this just that like rocking art part. So I'm freaking out. We're getting close to the big personal. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're about to wrap this thing yeah, up. So real I'll, nice. So he's throwing tambourines mm-hmm. and baseballs. And at, at one point, like, he pointed at the dude that he threw the ball, like, throw it back to me. And I'm like, motherfucker, I'm over here right. with my ball. Like, you know, wanting him to, to, to see it. And 
people, why don't you want my ball? <laughs> people were like, throw it, throw it. And I'm like, I am not throwing it unless he sees me. Because I've seen too many Little League games where kids are like, I've hey. seen too many Little League games. I mean, when I, was, when I was in Little League, right? like I've seen too many like, hey, Dad. And they just throw it. And they, Dad's like, huh? And gets hit in the fucking head. <laughs> so I'm like, I am not doing that. <laughs> what if this turned into some slapstick comedy routine? Boing. When you started doing Harry Carey. That's true. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm like, but people are like telling me like, why don't you throw it, dude? And I'm like, I'm not going to be the next fucking Bartman that I like knocked Eddie Vedder out at Wrigley Field. Like, could you imagine? Plus, I'd get kicked no. out. Oh, dude. They'd kick me out. Well, that'd be the least of your problems, getting kicked out. Oh. At least you've seen most of the show. You're the guy that knocked Eddie Vedder unconscious. Yeah. Dude. That'd be terrible. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy. So, yeah. He uh, (laughs) he He didn't see me. So, I just, like, was like, well, I don't know what to do now. Um, so, then they um, they go into Yellow Lead Better. Your beloved Yellow Lead Better. Like, well, I'm singing, yeah, I got a baseball here <laughs> with a name, a whole lot of names. Can I throw it from here? So he comes down during like the solo part. <laughs> I'm just rolling right over yeah, that. Yeah, you should. You totally should. Um, he comes down to the rail and starts like shaking hands and walking all the way down. Like the whole length of the rail, and I like freak out because I'm like, "Oh, this is my chance!" You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I like start um, making my way, like pushing through people to get up to the rail, and I feel bad about it because I'm like, "That's that's like the biggest asshole is the one that's like, excuse me, excuse me, like yeah, pushing sure. through everybody." Right. But I'm like, "I'm sorry, fuck it, I got to do this." So I'm, like, sticking my arm, like, as far as I can over the rail to get him to notice me. And he just keeps walking. And I'm like, God damn it. But then he starts coming back. And I'm, like, holding it, like, like. Like, obviously, like, I want you to yes, take this. like, yeah. in his eye line. And he's, like, shaking hands. And he grabs, like, a flag from somebody. Um, and then he just, like, walks. He's looking right at it. He, like, plucks it out of my hand and keeps on walking. Like, mm-hmm. did, I don't even think he looked in my like in my sure, eyes. probably not. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was like, he took it. He got it. Like Now, when he's down there grabbing stuff from people, did he have, like, a handler with him or something oh, yeah. that was, he was handing everything to? No. Oh, no. He was, no, he was holding on to all of it? No. He, yeah. He, like... I'm held, sure he had security with well, him. But yeah, I mean, like, someone yeah. that would take the no, stuff. No. He, he had it. And I watched him walk back up on stage. And he, like, set it down... Uh, like on, I don't know if it's a monitor or mm-hmm. s- speaker or something, but like something, uh, you know, it might have been the rise drum riser. Okay, but he set the flag down and the ball, 
So I cool. never never saw it again, but I mean, it would not surprise Eddie. Seems like the type of person that actually does keep all that shit. Yeah, he's yeah. probably got a huge, you know, vault, yeah. a case I mean, somewhere. I, but. I hope so. Like the the like insecure part of me is like, oh, he probably threw it out. He don't give a shit. But the like fantasy part is like, well, hopefully he saw it and read it and like it meant something to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it was just cool and it had a Cubs logo on it. This was a baseball that I'm pretty sure. I bought for Amanda like five years ago when we went to Chicago to see a game and like we did a whole like Chicago vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just like that it had the Cubs logo on it. Yeah. And then like thank you from all the Pearl Jam faithful. I right. think that's what I wrote. Oh, on cool. Um, so I was like, I was so happy. And then um, somebody was like, somebody like tapped me on the shoulder and he's like, dude, look it. And he had recorded. The whole thing. Of, no, I freaked out. So there's video. There's video out there somewhere. I. I mean. Didn't you send me one? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. I'll have to. I'll find it. Okay, because you were acting like you you don't have it's, video. Of it's it. one of these things where like I think he sent it to me like through Facebook. So it's like a weird. It's not like I can't just go to my phone and open up the videos oh, and I it's you. there. Okay. It's like I have to go to Facebook, then I have to go to like saved videos, right, and then. It's a, f- it's a whole thing, dude. Okay. So, oh, I just fell asleep, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, so, oh, we're back to the show now. Yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, and then I thought it was over. I was like, okay, cool, because yellow better. Sure. I'm like, that's awesome. And he was like, I, I can't remember exactly what he said, but like, we're gonna, we're gonna do one more or something like that. And they fucking kick into, I've got a feeling. <laughs> Five years ago, this is the last one we did. Yeah. I got a feeling, a feeling deep inside. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a feeling, a feeling I can't hide. Oh, no. like mm-hmm. again dude going back to like when i first started listening to this band and i lived in chicago and you know we talked about like you listen to 10 a million times so any little b-sides or rarities like the like the alive single yeah sure. you know you're like you gobble that shit up oh, and yeah. so getting a bootleg and hearing the i've got a feeling cover like yeah i mean because those were back in the days i remember um you know, it was before Versus has come out, and there was, you know, stuff like I've Got a Feeling and Wash and 
Um, right. Like those songs mean stuff. like so much to me because at that time. Well, I remember making my own sequence right. as if they were a part of 10. Yeah. I had this yeah, like yeah. one of the cassette tape. Yep. And okay, this is where I would have put this song right. if it was on 10 yeah. and then this song or yeah. whatever. So See, I would do, I would make like my own bonus versions where it would be 10 the way it's supposed to be. And then I would add like a couple B sides and covers and then like verses. I'd do all the verses songs and then like, uh, uh, out of my mind, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, yeah. and that that kind of thing. But so yeah, I've got a feeling was just incredible. Um, so, and then, um, you know, show's over, and I'm like walking back to my car, which I was parked just a couple blocks away because this dead dude gave me those parking passes. But like, I didn't want to leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I'm one of those people. Like, I, I stuck around while like everybody else was like streaming out. But dude, I'm at fucking Wrigley Field and all the lights are on, and I'm just like circling and looking at like the whole because st- it's like it's not like I'm ever gonna have this view from this vantage point sure. again. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was like soaking it all in. And like we when you when we finally got to Lee when I left, you had to walk past uh the out the outfield wall, which right. is covered in the ivy. And I'm like I want some of that ivy really bad. But I'm also like it's fucking sacred. Like right. I can't even. I can't touch it. You it's know like what you're I mean? defacing a monument exactly. or something. Yeah. So I. I mean, I didn't even. I didn't even try to. But I'm like, it'd be cool. Like if I found some on the ground that <laughs> fell off yeah, or something. Right. You know what I mean? So, but I just. I just. Man, I just remember walking out to my car with like a giant smile on my face. You know what I mean? And like, getting out. Um. And, but then looking back into because you could see like the third baseline stands and the right. and the lights and stuff. I don't know. It was it was just That's it was awesome. Man. Yeah, it was it was such a great show. Um, so I'm glad you got to be there for both nights, man. That's yeah. huge. Yeah, it was awesome, and mm. it totally made up for the clusterfuck that. 2013 right you know yeah but you know it's funny about that i I would think you would agree and maybe we've even talked about it before but like 2000 an experience like the 2013 show it's just like well you know you can also look at it like i mean it's just not a regular show i mean there's a story with it you know what i mean it's like a special thing i'm not I've said it before. I'm I'm not like it wasn't their fault. It wasn't the show itself. It was a lot of the a lot of what negative feelings I have about the 2013 show was shit that happened to me personally. Right. Um, just like during the day and then after the show. Mm-hmm. But the show itself was 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 really good. Yeah. And I mean, if you listen to the bootleg, it's not like they were fucked. You know, fucking fucked ugh, fucked up. Just or say anything. fuck again. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> Like I'm fucking trying fuck to say, fuck you, you fucking literally. fuck. <laughs> but no, the show, that show itself was good, and it was. Uh, if I hadn't gone, I'd be like kicking myself yeah. for not going. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't want people to get the wrong idea. Like, oh, 2013 sucked. I can't believe it. It was. It was. It was like internal. It was your thing. It was internal. It was. It was you. Yeah. Not it was the show. Exactly. Pearl Jam. 
it's not you it's, it's me. me not you <laughs> so um well man thanks for uh painting the picture for me yeah <laughs> of night two i feel like i was there in a, we- yeah. in a weird way oh really yeah cool yeah, man um no but seriously thanks dude yeah um it's it's cool getting to hear all that kind of stuff um oh well, we did it. Yeah. B&B experience. We we wrapped up the Wrigley August 22nd, 2016. Yeah. Um, as usual, you can uh, email us, singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com. It's at singlepodcasttheory for Instagram, at Pearl Jam Podcast for Twitter. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook. We are present on Reddit and the uh, Pearl Jam Forum on the porch keep uh keep it our kind of interactions there on a, a non-spammy level just to let know people or let people know that we've got new episodes coming out and um yeah man we'll see you guys next week for a brand new episode until then i'm brad Lyons, <laughs> and i'm brad blazik saying i am a rhinoceros and my skin is two feet thick <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Peace. I died and you just I died and you watched. I died and you walked by and said no. I'm dead. Ah, that was hot. Fuck yeah. Woo! And the rest of you guys. Don't let anyone say that it's just a game. For I've seen other teams and it's never the worst thing When you're born in Chicago, you're blessed and you're healed The first time you walk into Wrigley Field Our heroes in pinstripes, heroes in bloom Give us the chance to feel like heroes do Forever we'll win And if we should lose, you know Someday we'll go all the way Yeah, someday we'll go all the way We are one with the Cubs With the Cubs we are one Yeah, hold our heads high as the underdogs we are not fair weather, but far weather fans Like brothers in arms in the streets and our stands Yeah, there's magic in the ivy in the old sport boy The same when I stared at as a kid keeping score In a world full of greed, I could never want more And someday we'll go all the way, yeah Someday we'll go all the way Yeah, someday we'll go all the way Yeah, someday we'll go all the way Yeah, someday we'll go all the way Here's to the men and the legends we've known Showing us faith and giving us hope United we stand and united we'll fall 
down to our knees the day we win it all. Oh, everybody said, oh, let's play tune. Oh, 200 years in the same ballpark, a diamond, our jewel. This home of our joy and our tears. Keeping traditions and wishes made new. A place that our grandfathers, fathers, they grew. A spiritual feeling if I ever knew. And if you ain't been, I am sorry for you. And when the day comes for that last winning run, and we're crying and covered in beer. We'll look to the sky and know we were right today. Someday we'll go all the way. Yeah, someday we'll go all the way. Help me now. Our someday we'll go all the way. Someday we'll go.